Welcome to the two. Okay, guys, welcome to episode 20. Now, big number 20. And today's guest, I've got Trisha Lewis. What's going on, Trisha? My little gondrilla. How you doing? I love this. How are you going to have a scratch? It's good. Oh, your accent is so strong. I love it. Yeah, it's very strong. Because I know I see you like taking the piss out of Siobhan and Sinead and all, and I'm like, Okay, they speak proper English. <laughs> he is not, not going to understand this podcast. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be all right. But I always, I always give him a lot of banter. But I give him banter. I always give people that like I actually love and I like spending time with a lot of banter, and I like giving it to the Irish because number one, the Irish can take it. Number two, the Irish crack yeah. is unreal, and I feel like the Irish are like so similar to me, like Turkish Kurdish side of me that are. Um, like about family, close with family, uh, quite yeah. driven, hardworking, in a way, like being suppressed with certain things. So, like, everyone has like similar qualities, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 100%. Because even when you were doing, when you launched the podcast, I was listening to the first episode about Darren, and it was this, I was like, oh my god, Darren is Trish, it's like <laughs> the same person. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of things has happened for you, right? Like over the yeah. last, when, how, because I, I heard about you through Siobhan. She told me, she was like, you need to check out Trisha's profile. And I was like, I will, 100%. Let me have a look. And I got on there and I was like, fucking hell, she's such a character, so much personality. And you got a lot of followers due to your transformation. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And so I, I'm on a weight loss journey. Okay. Why so I'm on you... a weight loss journey, my own. <laughs> why don't you why don't you why don't you tell us a little bit about that a little bit about yourself where you're from and just like what's been happening because all this is mad you've got i've got your book in my hand you've got your book which is unreal which is incredible yeah. hopefully i'll have one one day but talk to me about what's been happening and how trish happened yeah it's very it's a very random kind of it was kind of awful so obesity was the worst thing in my entire life now i'm like this is awesome let's um, what are you joking? Um, so my own name is Trish and I'm 31 and I'm from Limerick in County, uh, in Ireland, County Limerick, Ireland. And I'm the head chef of a restaurant in Cork. And I hit scales at 27 stone, which was pretty awful, pretty bleak, pretty 20... grim. Um, yeah. What's, what's that in kilos? That's like, um, you're going to check now, aren't you? <laughs> I think it's like 174. It was oh. 174. Oh, wow. Okay, carry on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I was a heavy smoker. Um, and, like, I don't have a story. I don't have a re reason why I became that size. I don't have an awful childhood. Like, I've eight sisters. I've full of love, full of crack. But it was, and it wasn't like I lived next door to a supermarket and I was in and out with a euro. You know, it was, um, I lived in the country. So it just kind of went totally wrong with me. So then in February of 2018, I decided to bravely walk into a gym which I, I suppose a lot of people would be like that gym because it's like people would be like what well, it's for the posers but I just I didn't care I walked into the gym and I asked for help because yeah unfortunately there was a moment um that had happened a month previous and my sister had a little bit of a um she was pregnant and she had a bit of a scare so I had to yeah. drive her to the hospital and while we were there we checked the baby the baby was fine and then when we came out of the scan she came straight up and she was like I'm so sorry 
but this is because of you. She was like, I can't eat, I can't sleep. She was like, I can't imagine my baby coming into this world when I think you're gonna go with me. She was like, can you just try? So that was, that was nearly kind of, I suppose, rock bottom. There was a lot of tears and there was a lot of upset. And I told her I couldn't do it. I wasn't able, I wasn't able to do it and I wasn't strong enough. And you know, I would never be able to lose this weight. I, I was turning 30 and it had all gone wrong. And that was it, the moment that I took ownership, that I couldn't do it, that I had I'd eaten the food, I hadn't exercised. It was like this catalyst moment where I was like, well, if I fucking did that, I can do this. Yes, yeah, 100%. So I just got up out of bed. And I remember, like, my mother is a really, she's a typical Irish mammy, like, she's so amazing. And she said that she rang girls. I went down that morning, I was like, ma'am, I'll talk to you later, I'm going up to Cork. And she rang the girls. She said, did someone say something to her because there's something different? And I was like, ma'am, what was different? She said, you opened the windows on the way down. So it was just a little sign that it was changing and that was oh. it and i've never looked back okay you know what that's so until that point you did nothing no training wasn't like controlling your eating no. smoking just nothing at all no regard for what i was doing kind of nearly gone into the mode of and i had tried like i've tried gyms i've tried plans i tried shakes i've tried everything in the past and i think collectively over the years i've lost like 30 stone but i gained yeah. it back yeah every time worse and so at this point I was seized up like my knees were everything was I was just in a lot of pain and I couldn't really breathe I couldn't sleep it was awful so this point was pretty shit but it worked out it's um it's good because number one it's a huge inspiration for people that have had similar journeys to yourself because it's never too late to make that change but obviously not looking after your body or being aware of your body for 30 years, it, I think you do, you would eventually hit a point where just like you did, where either, like you said, an experience with a family member said something to you and you just, it, something just clicked in your head and you're like, I need to start looking after my body. And I bet the minute you started, although it was probably challenging and, uh, going into a gym, maybe it was intimidating, maybe you were scared or whatever. But I bet as soon as you started seeing some transformation, did you feel like your sleep was better? Your uh, your breathing was better? Or did you go crazy in the sense that do you stop smoking everything or did you still smoke or how's that? I actually did go a bit crazy. I kind of, I remember I came out of a really difficult class and like I couldn't really breathe and I lit up a cigarette in the car and I was like, am I actually for real? Am I really <laughs> going to change my life this time? Or am I just was going to be like a leaking bucket we're going yeah. all the place trying to figure it out so then I decided that I was going to do it all because I was I suppose you know you can wait for somebody to say it to you and thousands of people can say it to you but it's not going to make a difference unless you make the decision to do it for yourself so I felt yeah. like I was at rock I, my back was against the wall it was either this my mental health was gone like I'm a, I have a great crack like I go on a night out and I could drink 20 sparkling waters or I could drink 20 Jager bombs. it doesn't matter I still no have the same way. crack really but like it's just but that, yeah, a little bit. Now, I'm not boasting because it's a really bad thing to boast about. I'm a bit of a legend around these parts. <laughs> you are. There you are. But you know, I would go mad. Like, I'm the last person to leave a party. Like, I'm one of those people that are like, Trisha, go home. And I'm like, we could just hang around this bin. We could have a crack. And, you know, I don't want to go home. So all of that left. And I stopped meeting my friends. And I stopped going out because people were calling me names in pubs. And it was just really, really shit. So I think that the reason why it was, it was so rewarding is I want people to listen and just go, just get into the gym. This is your this is your get out of jail free card of death from weight. It's so scary because once you hit that weight, you know more than anyone your body 
Josh, you know, you, you become an old person. It's so scary. 100%. And you know what? It seems like you've took that energy where you buzz drinking, you love going out for food or whatever, and you always love a good crack with alcohol or whatever. It seems like you've took that energy into the gym yeah. and into your social media. And this is how all of this has happened. When, when was it? Would you, did you start posting about your journey? Did someone say to you, uh, Trish, you need to start posting on Instagram? Or were you just being yourself? You were having a bit of fun? Because I've seen like videos of you like punching a boxing bag and you're just having a great time. And I'm like, yes, I fucking love this. She doesn't give a fuck who's watching. She doesn't care what anyone thinks. And it's such a fucking inspiration to people like yourself. So when did you start with socials? So I sent a video to my friend in Australia, Colin, and he's one of those friends that probably would be very kind of like you and James's friendship with lunch. Like he was like, Trish, you're getting too fat. And I was like, sorry, can we just not have this cup of coffee, please? This is very uncomfortable. You know, or he'd be like, worried about your health, you're gonna die. And you know, he was very, but in a very loving way. And then I sent him a video and I just, it was me doing a clean and press. I was wearing jeans. I just didn't have any workout gear to fit me. And I just goes, Colin, just let you know I'm starting. He's over in Brisbane, starting this journey. Um, I want to keep you updated, but that's it. And he was like, Jesus Christ, that's after bringing a tear to my eye. You're fucking adorable, but your runners are disgusting. And I was like, okay, great. <laughs> and he goes, you should put it on Instagram. And I was like, no, I won't because um, I want to lose all the weight. And then I tell people how I've done because I don't want people to see how big I am. And then he goes, Trisha, no offense, everyone knows how fucking fat. <laughs> oh no! Help someone. No! <laughs> and that was it. Within an hour, Trisha's transformation started to follow Colin, and he was like, "Go on, the Trish." But he knew we would take that push. And then I posted, and I was like, "Oh sure, look, no one's gonna follow it really, because weight class pages can be a bit depressing. They can be a bit like, oh God, like are you all right? Like this is a good thing." And I think within two or three days, it was up about four thousand. It was insane. Really? Yeah, it was. Into, people were like, "Who is this happy lady who's losing weight?" Because no I was twenty-five way. stone. I guess it was clickbait as well. Like all I did, and I didn't even put a picture of myself up. I put up a blank screen. I said, "Here goes," and I said, "I'm just documenting my weight loss journey." And people were like, "Boom!" So it was amazing. So did um okay? Was it majority of like an Irish audience? Yeah. And then okay. Siobhan gave me a shout out. So Siobhan was my first ever shout out, which is uh, why I am, which is why I'm creeping in love with her. <laughs> no, not at all. But um, <laughs> she gave me my first shout out and then Roz Purcell and then Ellie Kelly. And it just started to go a little bit like that. And it just went a bit mad. And then in the December of that year, I was asked to go on the Irish television show, The Late Late Show. And I was like, let's eat sure, because I still have a lot of weight to go. And they're like, no, there's just something about your story. And... I sat on the couch that night with 17,000 followers and I got up and it was 40,000. It was insane. Oh, that is crazy. Minutes. That is amazing. But you know what? Um, it's, um, I always find that, you're right, a transformation page can be fucking boring. You look at it and it's like someone's posing and you're like, okay, well, this isn't anything new. But honestly, any subject, any topic could be fun if the person, whoever the person that's doing it is not fucking boring. And this is the problem. But with you, because you've got so much personality and you don't care, it just, that sort of energy draws people to you, which in a similar way, like I'm kind of like that as well. And I think that's why we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll, get, we'll get along and we'll probably have a great crack on a night out. But 
I am not keeping up with you when it comes to drinks. Ask Siobhan or even Sinead. Okay. I'm, I'm such a lightweight. I'll have two, three drinks and I'm like, my head is, I'm, I can't handle it. Yeah. Oh God. It's going to be so awkward. Yeah, it's gonna be awkward when I'm. I'm like, he's so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys, and you, and you guys, and you guys are warming up. So when, when all this started, right? When you started gaining the followers and everything, how how long ago was it when you first got into the gym? How many years ago are we talking? Two years exactly. Shit, that's crazy. Yeah. So two- I set the account up two years ago, and I went to the gym two years ago, and it just. And I love it because I don't, when I go into the gym, I think that's what happens sometimes with people with personal training. Cause I've tried it before. They kind of treat you like a really fat person. Yeah. Whereas I don't want that. I want to be treated like an athlete I want, but within my ability. Obviously I'm not able to bloody well jump and do pull-ups and stuff yet. But yeah. if I'm doing a squat, I don't want to be treated like, oh, poor Trisha's to lose weight. It's poor Trisha's gaining, you know, another day into her life. That's the way I've kind of twisted my mind frame with it because otherwise it can be miserable because a lot of people use exercise as the weight loss tool but in fact i use it for feeling good feeling confident and feeling strong you know what that's such a fucking you should do it. i don't know if you've done a post about that yet but you should do it you've you spoke about training and going into the gym and exercises not as losing weight but to gaining like another day in your life that's that's powerful is it in the book yeah. <laughs> is it in the no. book right here. No. Oh, well, thanks I for that. I just made it up there. <laughs> thanks for that, Trisha. It's going to be in my book when I have one. <laughs> but yeah. I'm, going to, I'm, I'm going to quote you for it. But you know what? Um, that is like so good. Now, do you feel like sometimes, you know, like I've, I, I was a chubby kid, right? I, I always had a bit of weight, weight issues. I wasn't exactly really big, but I was uncomfortable. Like even till now, like sometimes when I walk down like Sainsbury's aisle and I look at the sweets, I sometimes subconsciously like I pinch my fat without even having it yet. I like pinch my stomach sometimes like should I I be having that should I not and it's actually when you think about it it's a little bit fucked right that we that we think like that Mm. do you think people that are overweight do you reckon sometimes they're really oversensitive and take things personal because at the end of the day it's sometimes hard to tell people that are really close to you that they are overweight and they need to change some things right but if, if your closest mate was a drug addict and they were nearly going to kill themselves, you would warn them, wouldn't you? So do you think mm-hmm. it's, so do you think it's, so do you think people should do the same with their friends that are really overweight or not? Yeah, no, I do. I don't think, I think that there's two sides to that argument. I think there's an awful stigma and shame associated with weight that it's kind of like, oh, she's really fat, you know, like our jokes or, or stuff like that. I wish that we could remove all of that kind of crap where people call people fat for no reason they don't know because I think then I actually think it would be much easier for someone to approach someone and go, listen, you have too much weight in you without the attachment of hurt on that word because that's what's happening. People are like fat shaming people, mocking them, making memes out of them and there's a shame. So when I go to you about it, you're like, oh, oh straight away, you, you channel shame. And so I think if, I think that anyone should be entitled. If you love the person and they're slowly killing themselves in front of you, you should yeah. say it. But I think you can say everything in the world, but my advice to anyone is just tell them that you're there for them, that this is a problem. You love them whatever size they are, but they're not happy and you know that. So I think if you go along the lines of, I know you're not happy, because that's what 
I find got through to me the most. But I just wish that all of this, like I've, I've no problem with people saying, you know, you're fat because you eat more calories than you burn. That's, yeah. that's just common sense. Yeah. But, but it's these random kind of people going, ha ha ha, look at their body fat. They're like, you're an absolute uneducated fool. Like stop <laughs> mocking people in public, do you know? Yeah, yeah, of course. Because I, I think... But even, yeah, even when I was in school, when like some kids would make a, a funny comment and although I'd think it was, fuck, that was so creative and actually quite funny, but oh my God, that actually hurt a little bit. <laughs> you know what I mean? That actually hurt a little bit. You're like laughing, but inside you're some like... some fat jokes are really funny. <laughs> yeah, they are. And then, <laughs> but then you're like, when you're alone in the room, you're like, oh God, that hurt. <laughs> you know? But then I always look at like if someone said something to me now i don't think I'd, i don't think i'd be hurt i'd be like lol do you know I'd be like, well, because i think if someone calls you a name and you react in a way that you're hurt there's a reason it's like they're calling you what like, like you know if someone calls me fat now i'm like yeah no shit sherlock i'm fixing it but if someone said it <laughs> like if someone said it three years ago i'd be like Ugh, because it hurt because it was yeah yeah you get defensive sometimes jokes have an element you need to look at your reaction as opposed to what the person did Exactly, yeah, because we do get, and I've realized this as well, you know, because sometimes you get trolls say something and I'm like, fuck, I shouldn't be angry at this, but I'm defensive for a reason. And maybe I should fix why I'm defensive Yeah. before yeah. I react. And although, like, you would have had trolls as well. Some trolls are, they're pricks. But in, in a weird yeah. way, it's sometimes nice to address your own problems because if you do react, you're like, okay, I, need to, I really need to sort that out. Because I'm reacting because I'm obviously upset about it, right? Which it's is the uh, truth. You know, yeah, exactly. You know what's funny though? Like I'm holding your book, right? You started your fitness journey two years ago, right? Yeah. Do you know how many personal trainers would die to have a book and they've been in the industry for almost twenty years? <laughs> and I, and I, a little bit uncomfortable. I, no, I, I think it's brilliant and it's and it's so good. And thank you for sending it to me, by the way. So what? What what can I what can I find in a book? So if anyone that's listening and they want to buy it, what can they see about the book? Your journey is obviously in there, but how can it help their journey? So I put in everything. I didn't sugarcoat it in any way. I didn't say or I leave that out because I might offend the person that said it. I didn't name names or anything, but I put in yeah. from the very start why I thought overweightness, like my overweight happened. I explained the bad times. So at the start, it's a bit of a hard read where like, my mental health did deteriorate. So I know yeah. a lot of my family and friends are finding a very obsession at the moment to read. But I'm like, don't worry, lads. Relax. It's all good. Yeah. It's sorted now. So in the middle then, I put in kind of like what I did, what I enjoy doing. You know, I put in it like, I think sometimes with calorie counting, it's very obvious. But if yeah. you're 27 stone, it's just another algorithm being thrown at you and you're like oh my god what the hell i don't know so yeah. i just put in that don't overthink it because people overthink it so i put in my story a how-to guide and then i put in 60 breakfast lunch dinner and snack recipes because as a chef i never want to lose weight and then lose my flavor i want to keep all all of that ticking over okay yeah so that's that's you know what's funny i, I actually I, I didn't even know that you were a, a chef actually i didn't even know until yeah. we just spoke about it and that's and that's like so cool so did you find that once like you have a better understanding now of calorie balance um because now you know obviously if you eat less you're going to lose weight if you eat more you're going to put on weight did you become a bit more creative with your recipes did it did it force you to become a better chef or were you just like you tracked it back to like old school of ways do you know what i mean yeah so i suppose there's two answers like the worst part of this is 
I wouldn't, I'm not, I'm not not intelligent. Like, I don't even know what the word for not intelligent is. I was like, well, is it dumb? Um, but I knew what I was, like, I knew about calories. I knew about all of that. And that's the part that I, I think anyone's listening. Sometimes you can have all the knowledge in the world, but if you don't apply it, it's useless. You might as well not have it. So, exactly. like, I knew all about the calorie deficit, but I was overeating in a way towards the end that I nearly was self-sabotage that I was becoming nearly addicted to the feeling of feeling like shit so when I'd feel like when I'd eat too much I was like right you're you're useless it's exactly you're just reaffirming your demons so yeah. when I first started out and I, I didn't I didn't panic about calories or anything I just said what goes off in the shelf what will go off in the fridge that's what goes into my body so I just cut out processed food and to be honest the biggest turning point is I started to do a weekly shop I became an old lady. I started to do a weekly shop because I was I didn't I didn't do a weekly shop for years. I was just yeah. going from shop to shop, lunch to lunch, dinner to dinner. And you that's just reckless behavior. That's like driving from Cork to Limerick with no petrol and just hoping you get there. And if you get there, great. If you don't, it's shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So so you didn't so when you first started, you didn't look at were you counting your calories? Or you so you're 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 telling me is you went, you made better choices, you cleared up your cupboards. And you did the obvious things of say, let's label it as I'm not going to eat shit food. I'm going to do my weekly shop or whatever. But you weren't exactly counting each calorie. Is that right? Not at the start. And now I have to because obviously I've ate stone gone now. So it's gone a little bit harder. So I need to, yeah. I know I'm calorie counting and it's amazing. It works wonders. It's, it's, but at the start, I just cleaned up my diet, moved a little bit more. Like when I look at the stats, my first 80 pounds, I lost it through just cleaning up my diet and going to the gym three times a week for 30 minutes. No yeah. extra walks, nothing like that. But I just became more aware of drinking water and just, and that was 80 pounds gone. So if anyone is in that position, it's not that difficult. It's actually now was the harder part that I'm like, oh, fuck. This is yeah, stuck. yeah, but this is, this is why it's good because what you're doing now is going to make you a better individual because now you're going to upskill and you have these challenges and you're going to find ways how to sculpture yourself to be in better shape. And it's good that you made that clear because people that are like really overweight and I always tell this to my clients, I'm like, listen, I don't, I don't need you to be amazing every day. I don't need you to be perfect every day. Just try to be a little bit better than what you're doing now because you went from being so bad and not looking after yourself at all to making a slight change first. And then when you got that, gratification in the sense that oh this feels good i've lost a lot of weight did that drive you more or was there a stage yeah. where you went back because sometimes like you said it's very common for people to lose weight to put it back on so did that angle drive you forward or how did that work out i think i became more aware i i, I guess i my big his fear was going backwards and it still is every single day that yeah. I, I could easily i know exactly what i'm capable of um, but I think what kept me going at the start was I changed it up completely and I changed my attitude to positive. I was like, right, I need to lose weight. That's not a bad thing. Let's just get it done. Yeah. Secondly, I expected failure. So I was ready for the fails. I was ready for the moment when I go, fuck it, I'm just getting a multi-pack. And then I was ready for that. Kind of, because I think sometimes you can go, well, we're not going to drink alcohol now for 12 weeks. You're not going to ever have potatoes again. You're never going to have a pack of crisps again. That's not sustainable for anyone. So what I was doing was, if I was making a conscious 
decisions want a night out and not end a drink. I was like, right, this is happening. Own it, love it. Next day, reset, move on. So that's how I apply. And I stopped looking at the long game. Like, I think if anyone looks at me and they're like, oh, you 14 stone to lose. I still have another six stone to go. Yes, I could have been here a lot quicker, but I don't know would I have kept it off as much. So now I'm just adjusting the time frame, but keeping my goal in mind. So if anyone is panicking and they're like, oh, for fuck's sake, I lost four stone, I've gained five, shoulda, woulda, coulda, reset, move on, and just get up and get it done again because you have feedback that you're well able. It's just you're choosing not to do it. Exactly. Like, um, and I always say this, it's, it's weird. It's like, when you do, when you do get to that point and instead of resetting, I sometimes think it's a bit of an excuse for people to go off, oh, fuck it. You know, it's, I fucked up, I've put on a bit of weight, fuck it now. I'm going, I'm just going to go downhill from there. And it's just sometimes, sometimes it gets worse. Sometimes people lose a bit of weight and they put it back on and then they become heavier even, you know? So, which is crazy. And like you said about the fear, I, I have that fear as well. I think we all have that fear. I think everyone has that fear. It doesn't have to be weight, um, anything with their job, success, relationships. Everyone's got the fear of going back to maybe putting on more weight or maybe going back to being single or maybe going back to being in a relationship, whichever angle you want to play. Yeah. But like, yeah. <laughs> but like you, um, I think, do you think that fear is sometimes good to keep us on our toes? Because I think that kind of keeps me on my toes when I'm working, when I'm trying to stay in shape, does that keep you on your toes, that fear? Or do you think that's a bad thing or you think you should get completely over it? I think you should keep an element of it, but don't even control you. Like, uh, I think definitely because I think if you become not aware of what you're capable of, that's when you're going to go back. So as long as I know, right, if you're going to make this decision now, what are you going to do if this goes wrong? Or how are you going to react if someone hurts you? You know, I think you need to keep that fear and that little bit of element. It's not even fear. It's kind of like knowledge. Just keep the knowledge that at some stage you can fuck it up. So just don't do it. Yeah. Okay. I understand. And on your, when you went into the gym, when, when you first started training, right? Were you like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on the treadmill and ease myself in. Or were you like, you know what? I'm going to go in and I'm going to get myself a personal trainer. I went straight for a personal trainer because I didn't want to do the treadmill. Okay. No way. And are you still in touch with that personal trainer? Yeah. Yeah. Love her to bits. She's amazing. Um, she's Emma and she's working Denny's Douglas. In the meantime, that gym has closed down. So I have a different personal trainer. But, you know, from the start, she treated me properly. Like I couldn't even get a dumbbell. I don't even know the name of the exercise. I bring it down over the back of my head because I had no range of motion. So she slowly got me. Like I couldn't physically do that on the first day. Yeah, I burst into tears and I just couldn't look in the mirror. I couldn't do anything. It was just horrendous. But she got me out of that. And it was just simply by saying one day, she was like, you need to kind of get over the small bit. It's mind over matter. And I was like, yeah, but I can't do it. And then she was like, if a car fell on your mother, and I told no, she was like, if I told you to pick a car up, you wouldn't do it. But if it fell on your mother, you would have that car up. So I remember for the first two months, I'd be like, if a car fell a man, I'd, I'd lift it, lift the fucking dumbbell. And it just became something as simple as that. I got over the kind of, because I think it's a lot of self-pity and kind of like, well, like you don't know what it feels like to be this big, but she doesn't need to, to train, you know, just kind of get over. And I had a little bit of anxiety that she would judge me and she would think I was too fat to be in the gym, which is ridiculous. Like personal trainer, like, it's just a blueprint for you. You just come in, you're yeah. like, right, we need to chisel here. We know what we have to do. It's not a secret recipe. You don't care if I can't squash or not. So I'd love for people to get over that anxiety with Jim. 
Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I sometimes, because personal trainers, like, there are some dicks out there, like, with personal trainers, right? So I, I understand why people can be intimidated when they go in, especially, yeah. like, if you're a female, you're really overweight, you, you have, you're not very confident. It's your first time coming into the gym. It's going to be hard for you to go into the free weights area and the first thing a personal trainer comes up to you and says to you, hey, just a heads up, you're doing this wrong. Instead of saying hello, instead of saying, hi, my name's Darren, what's your name? You know, And I feel like a lot of personal trainers need to be a little bit more personal instead of just thinking training pr principles when they're approaching someone. So if, if, if you were, say, day one in the gym, right? You're going into the gym, day one, and you didn't go and get a personal trainer and you're on the gym floor, you feel a little bit lost. How would you want a personal trainer to approach you? Just like you said there, hey, hey, how are you getting on? Delighted to see you in here. I hope you're enjoying us. Just give you just a few pointers and um, just make it easier for you. When you're lifting this, it would be just way better. Like instead of going, because I know what you mean, like that, it's just terrifying someone telling you you're doing something wrong because you're already in a frame of mind where you're like, I shouldn't be here. You've imposter syndrome as it is without yeah. someone going, you're going to hurt your back or you're going to break the machine or you know like and i do agree there's a lot of personal trainers that are absolute dicks and i guess <laughs> they've all trained they've trained me in the past they never give a shit and now they're following me on instagram i'm like bitches really enjoy yeah i had one particular one which was awful it was an online personal training plan i put in my weight put in everything it was around the time of starting and he sent me on like this diet that had sausages and eggs for breakfast. Like, I want to feel good as well. I don't want to eat sausages and eggs for breakfast. So I was like, is there any way we can like change this up to like, I don't know, an omelet or something, I don't know. And he was like, yeah, you know what about the exercises? Like I said, I have the print of the email. There was pull-ups. He wanted me to go to Argus to buy an implement that I put between the door frames of the house. I was 20 fucking six stone. I had to pull the door off. I was like, what? <laughs> and he was like, look, I feel like, you know, that you're not looking at the grand scheme. We'll work to this. What are you putting pull-ups into for? So in the meantime, he followed me on Instagram and I was just like, block, I don't want him to see you. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. What's his name? <laughs> I know, but he was so cruel because I remember in the message, he was like, you're the girl that's 26 stone, not me. Clearly, I know what I'm talking about. But he didn't because now that I have the knowledge, I've read back going, I was fucking right. I wasn't a crazy bitch. Kind of was a little bit because I was a bit sad. But yeah, he, it was an awful, like, and he is, a serious online platform. Really? Yeah, What's so annoying. So I just think people need to be very careful on who they sign up with. Make sure the testimonials are real and make sure the person's a nice person. Like Derek. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. But I would trust you. I would try. Yeah. I don't know what it is. And that's how without even having DM chats. Yeah. There's just something about your approach that's normal. It's like, I don't know, you don't put any shame in it, which is lovely. Thank you. I really appreciate that. You know what? That, and that's really sad because again, that's another reason. If you weren't maybe, if you didn't have the mentality of, you know what, I'm going to fucking achieve this this time. And if it was your first time attempting something like this, that shitty personal trainer could have fucked things up, potentially fucked things up for you in the sense that you could have carried on with your journey. You could have get, you could have got unhealthier. You could have carried on smoking. And I think it's completely normal. And that's why any personal trainers that are listening, you got to remember whatever you say to people, especially if, because the truth is when you are unhappy with your weight, there is that element of mental health. Am I right? 100%. 
So like personal trainers need to be careful when you're talking to these people because things can get really sensitive and you've got to be there more so than you got to be there. Like I kind of got to be there like a friend more so than being, Hey, I'm your personal trainer because it's sometimes great. And I said this to my friend yesterday. Sometimes it's really nice to like chat to a stranger about your problems, knowing they're not going to judge you. Yeah. And I feel like personal trainers have to be like that. When you started training, how did your mental health like change? Insane. I'll be very honest. My mental health sadly went really bad where I just didn't know was I going to continue on or was I just going to do something silly and I had to call a helpline. It was just awful. And this is all down to wait. When I look back, it's so sad. I feel so sad for that Trish that I'm like, oh my God, you've no idea who you can be by just trying. Within maybe one month of regular training, regular eating patterns, anxiety became a thing of the past. My sleep came back. I became happier and I started to look at things more positively. Like the effect that exercise had on my mental health, I would have paid thousands, like thousands for. It just gave me an instant relief. And it's, um, I'm so glad you said that. And anyone that is in that same situation, like give it a go, you know, give it a go because it's so easy to go. Like when you were in that state, like you said, you were saying you were in a state where you were thinking about maybe, maybe not harming yourself or whatever, but like maybe you're basically, you're not in a good place and you could have maybe, you could easily drink more, eat more, do drugs, whatever, which makes the problem obviously worse. And I think people don't realize even something as small as I'm going to plug myself here knee up 24 seven, even as something as small as going out for a walk, it yeah. helps, it helps, it helps your mental health, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. When, when you come back home. And I feel like a lot of people uh, have struggled with mental health, especially during like the whole COVID stuff. How have you coped? Like that by, by actually walking bit by fresh air. And like, like I think sometimes when you look at online, it's like, oh, just go for a walk and you'll feel better. But you, people should say, at the start of the walk, you're going to be like an antichrist. You're going to be bitching the whole way through and you want to walk in. Halfway through, you're going to go, right, let's get it over and done with. And by the end, you're going to be like, I'm looking forward to tomorrow's walk already. So it's about, it's not as, as like fresh as people sell it as. At the start, it's going to be shit. But I find that by just walking and not having a Fitbit on, not having headphones or anything, just myself. Because sometimes you can overthink your steps and you're like, oh my God, I've, I haven't done 10,000, I'm a failure. But it's like, relax, will you? Just two seconds, just go for a walk and don't even think about it until your head is clear oh wicked so so with you then because I, I i personally like having my headphones when i'm walking i ever listen to a podcast an audiobook uh sometimes i catch up on dms emails whatever so you're saying you leave all of that at home or do you take your phone with you well no i would take my phone with me because that's like leaving my my arm at home i'd be like yes, <laughs> just in case yeah so like so you sh- no i would take my phone and i would listen to a podcast but i don't oh. listen to music on a walk I find it too stressful. I'm like, no, shut up singing. <laughs> I need to either fill my head with like escapism or a bit of education. Oh, uh, you know what? Have you done any traveling? No, not really. I'm like a total, I was planning on going to Bali and I booked flights booked for Melbourne. Um, but second COVID-19. <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what, that escape that you're talking about when you're going for a walk and like just being on your own and stuff, when you experience that in a different country 
where an environment that you've never been in, uh, I think it's going to take you to a next level. Like it's going to take your thoughts to a different level. I don't know what it is. Like when I'm traveling or, and me and Siobhan always talk about this stuff. Like I remember last time I was with Siobhan, we was in Bali, we were sitting, we were having a bing tang and we were just talking about like how fucking amazing it is when you're traveling and like when you step outside um, the environment that you're in because sometimes the environments that we're in not that it's bad I feel like you have to you have to be that person that people in your environment have seen for such a period of time and it's sometimes hard to get out of it but as soon as you step outside and go into a different environment you're like oh I feel kind of there's something different I feel kind of I feel new here and I feel like I can be someone else so you, make sure you go traveling I might even catch you in Bali Imagine, crack on. We'll be doing. We'll be doing time. Yeah, no, I think so. I think people need to just push themselves out of their comfort zone. Yeah, and at, at the minute you're living in, you live with family, you live on your own, or yeah, I live with family. So we all, so I have eight sisters, so we all built around mom and dad. So it's really handy. But it's just all about like I do want to go to Bali. I do want to go to Thailand, and I think that that's what I want my page to show because you're never going to see someone who's eighteen stone inside, you know, with all the other girls boxing but I don't give a shit I'm doing it because I think that's what I want to portray that message is doesn't matter what size you are as as long as you're moving towards making yourself better you belong because a lot of people are like oh so do you promote like body positivity obese like you know stay fat and stay happy not at all because that's not healthy but I do promote <laughs> that if you are fat right now yeah enjoy it but progress make progress to become healthier it's not all about size and aesthetics and everything like that it's about actually living longer lives yeah fuck you know what i've that's such a basic thing i can't believe i've never thought of that you've made my brain just spark then it's like (laughs) adding days to your life that's such a it's such a cute and i remember i said something i wrote something the other day i was like get your knee up 24 7 uh you're adding, you're adding years to your life. It will help you live longer. And I think there was a study, Joe Rogan shared it, talking about how people that are more active, you add like a certain amount of years to your life. And I'm like, that excuse alone should force people to be being more active. Because like, it's like, you be more active, you're going you're gonna to live for longer. I mean, if you don't, like, if you don't go to work, you're not going to get paid, right? So you should kind of think of it like that and, and assess the and I feel like in schools they should make these topics a little bit more of a priority because when I was in school like my parents are like Kurdish refugees from Turkey so their knowledge on nutrition and stuff are not great what's your parents like my one was more like you have food be thankful for the food you have today and fucking eat it in case you you might not get it tomorrow do you know what I mean and that was yeah. that sort of mentality what was your family home like when you were growing up with food very kind of like you have your breakfast, your dinner, your supper, carbohydrate, bread. but like they wouldn't, mom and dad wouldn't be like, oh, protein, fats, carbohydrates, they wouldn't have a clue, do you know, yeah. but they'd be like, that's a spud, that's meat, you know, oh, but it was, um, it would have it would have been healthier food, like we'd have grown our own vegetables and stuff like that, but with nutritional knowledge, not great. Okay, when, um, when you, um, when did you first get the offer for the book and what was it like, the feeling? So cool, um, it was actually the 21st of June, so three days time a year ago. So a year ago, I got an email and I was on a, a, radio, a radio station in Dublin chatting about the journey. And it was just from a publishing house saying, look, we'd like to just inquire with you. Um, has anyone ever approached you about a book? I'd say within three seconds, 
replies. I was like, no, when can I come to Dublin? And then that was it. So they were like, we'll get it out for December 2021 because you need two years to write the book, etc. And I was like, fuck this. Give me three months. No Because I was way. like, if you give me two years. And I remember the argument. They were like, that's a really childish argument. I was like, if you give me two years, I promise you, I'll write it in the last three months. I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not the type of person that does a chapter a month. And then was like, oh, I feel great from that. I want to get it done and get it done right. And they were like, if you can have it in for October 31st, we'll have a printed for our March. And I did. I was like, there you go, bitches. Now it was like November the 7th. <laughs> that's amazing. And then, I was like, um, it's not my, not my problem. That's, um, and it's doing well in the charts, right? In Ireland. It's yeah, so it's number, number one, three weeks in a row. That's sick. That's amazing. That just shows like how so much cool. people... The hat trick. It's like, yeah, it's a hat trick. And is it, can people buy it? Where, where can people buy it? Where can people buy it? So you can buy it like bookpository.com if it's in a different country. You can buy it in Eastlands in Ireland. Um, you can buy, don't buy it off Amazon. They're actually very slow. No offense to Amazon, but don't buy it off Amazon. Uh, <laughs> or just come on, come on to my page. Every second story is like, swipe up to buy my book so I can feed myself. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Is, um, so what's next for you then? Um, I, I don't know. I like, I'm currently training to be a personal trainer with Siobhan's course, but it's not to be a personal trainer. I just want to have all the knowledge for just to see if someone does ever, because I get a lot of questions on Instagram and I can't, I can't realistically say, yeah, you should do uh, split squats, but I don't know if someone's knees fucked because I think that's really irresponsible. And that's what I'd love for Instagram to be a little bit more vetted. Like at the end of the day, I could be secretly training people in DMs and that's just so dangerous. And like people would get kind of, well, this person told me this. And I'm like, never take advice off someone off Instagram if they're not qualified. Just. There you go. There you go. So I could get that out there. So I'd like to be able to, if someone does ask me a question, I'm like, great. Um, I think I'm just going to keep going, keep having the crack, keep maybe like I'm going to the IFS next year, which is going to be some cash amongst the bitch. Yeah. I'll be like, how you going lads? You're like, what is he want to do? It? And, and I had such anxiety about that. Such anxiety. Did you? Did you? I was like, I'm going to be out of place. Really? And then someone was like, shut the fuck up, Trisha. That's your USB. I was like, true, true. Yeah. And they're like, now one of them is going to judge you. They're going to, once you, they're probably going to, like, I remember I was actually another trainer. I was like, they're probably, we are going to go, well, she doesn't look like the rest of us. Um, but once you get off that stage, they're going to ask you how you're doing it. I'm like, okay, great. 150% because more people need to see you to get more inspired to know like because what you've done in the last two you're, you went from being two years ago being so fucking unhealthy yeah went from your mental health not being in a good place like you said to now being uh so much lighter so much healthier so much happier yeah. you have a book getting invited on stage to talk in a different country that's a that's a pretty good fucking two years. Do you know what I mean? So like, I was insane. And there's a reason, and there's a reason that's happened. And whatever reason that is, um, you should just own it and go for it. Cause I'm not going to okay. lie. I, I sometimes, I sometimes like last year I was at IFS, right? They asked me if I wanted to do my own talk. And I said, I said, not yet. I said, not yet. I was like, I want to wait. I want, I want to accomplish a few more things to have 150% confidence in what I say, because I was like, you know what? I know what I need to do to achieve these things, but I want to make sure I do it before I talk about it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And whereas you're already there and next year is only going to be, um, 
it's going to be amazing. IFS next year. Yeah. I can't wait. I was hoping, I was hoping it would be the only thing I could look forward to dr- during the COVID, but I was gutted, but I guess, I guess there's nothing we can do. Where's the first place you're going to go after COVID is over? But, but it is the right decision. It is the more responsible decision. I was gutted because I really thought it was going to be pushed through. But then I was like, there, I have another year to kind of and have been a crack. But it's like, I think, I think that's I think you guys are going to be the new face like you are the face of fitness because I think that was the biggest feedback I got when I was asked to do IFS was there was so many comments so many DMs going oh my god this is unreal fair fucks to IFS nor like you know as in shaking things up a little bit and I just thought it was I thought it was a really I don't know really cool move because I was like maybe like not maybe it's changing because you know yourself with the fitness industry sometimes with the last few years it was just all about kind of abs and biceps and stuff and now it's all it's more so health i really think it's really cool exactly and it's it's that's what it should be about because i think that's the old school of way of fitness like the whole bodybuilding um sort of scene which is which is cool whatever it's old school but nowadays it's quite cringe when someone's posing and putting baby oil on their self before they do a photo shoot and shit it's a bit like come on man it's a bit too much but then again if i had that body by god i'm fucking the baby oil and just like i'm doing it like you know, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. But every each to their own, but just to make sure. Yeah. But guess but what? just to make sure everyone's included. Guess what? If you were to do that though, you'll do it in a way where it's bubbly, fun, and interactive and relatable. Whereas it sounds bad, but yeah. so, some of these guys that are in the bodybuilding scene is they don't actually know what it's like to be a little bit overweight. They don't know what it's like to have some struggle because there is a side of having been genetically superior with certain stuff yeah and the people that are in that position don't fully understand what it actually feels like to even like look in the mirror and go fuck i look like shit today do you know what i mean so that's why yeah that's why it's um it's good that the fitness industry is evolving and i remember i was chatting to um siobhan was like what do you think of trisha i was like oh sick i was like you know what we need to she was like, should be great for us. Siobhan said that about IFS, by the way. And I was like, oh my God, I need to message people at IFS and t- talk to them about Trisha. And then within a few days, I think they emailed you, right? Yeah. No, within, within that, I think it was like the next day, I was like, class. Oh, wicked sick. Oh, fucking. I'm so happy about that. And I'm buzzing to see you there next year. Is there anything you'd like to add to this podcast? It's been great having you on. Yeah. No, I think just if anyone feels like they've gone too far, know that you're never gone too far. Just pull it back and just, it's annoyingly simple. And it's all, all about forgiving yourself because if you overthink the food, if you overthink the exercise, they're the things that you know. Control the controllables. Control how you react to things. Control who's in your circle. Control what you listen to. Control what you eat. And control how you move. And I promise you, like you have no idea who you are. The minute you step out of your own way, you, the world is literally your oyster. So just keep going. Sick, wicked. And can you tell everyone where they can find you? You can just find me on Instagram. I just have one platform, um, which is terrifying. I have all my eggs in one basket, <laughs> but it'll be grand. Um, loads of protein. Uh, so you can find me on Instagram on Trisha's Transformation. Okay, wicked. And if you haven't got the book yet, make sure you go and buy it so you can see your transformation. There's some, there's some crazy photos in there. When I looked, I was like, oh my God, that is crazy. You know the one where you're smoking? Oh, so bad. I was like, yeah. I terrified. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, if, 
if you haven't yet go and buy it show us some love give her a follow yeah and hopefully next time our irish accent would be a lot better thank you guys for listening make sure you subscribe and i'll chat to you guys soon peace and love